Welcome aboard, Captain. to Star Trek Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we analyze, discuss, and probe Star Trek IV The Voyage Home, one minute at a time. I'm Chris LaSalle. And I'm David Stoker. Hey, Dave. Hello, Chris. Happy Memorial Day. Yes. I say that to you because we live in the States. We do. Happy Monday to the rest of you. Yes. I did not, uh, I do not know if it's a holiday globally. Um, uh, I don't think so. I I don't think so, yeah. Uh, anyway, day off here, but uh, so we're talking about uh, minute 52 of the voyage home. Uh, minute 52 starts with Spock uh, giving his own whale lecture mm. and ends a minute later with Kirk reminding Spock of his fondness for exaggeration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we got... Uh, he exaggerated? When did he exaggerate? Wrath uh, uh, Khan. You lied. I exaggerated. Uh, so yeah, so we get uh, this is a continuation of previous minute where Spock has just uh, uh, just had a mind meld with Gracie, has pulled himself out of the tank, and Jillian is. Do we know? Uh, do we are we supposed to assume that he's he's mind melding? Are we to assume that? Yeah. Uh, like like he's in the water. Like we don't know what he's doing in there. Like are we supposed to assume that he's mind melding? Uh, I have always assumed he is mind melted. Because I think younger me did not. I don't. I don't think younger me knew that. What was wrong with younger you? I don't know. So, so when he said he uh, did he say it here or did he say it last minute? He, no, no, he's he was attempting the hell to communicate last minute. Yes. So, what did you think he was doing, you know, younger you? Just well, at the at the time, I, I I don't know. Huh? Did you did you go? Yep. Oh, yep. yeah. I probably was like, oh, okay. I get it now. <laughs> I guess I, I guess I, I didn't, uh, I didn't assume that when I saw him hanging on to Gracie, that that's what he was doing. It mm-hmm. was only when he said, oh, I was attempting to communicate afterwards. Like, oh, he's mind melting. Okay. So no, I guess I, yes. I don't think I knew exactly what he was up to either. Hmm. Uh. So let's see. So yeah, Spock all of a sudden, you know, uh, has got his own little soapbox that gets on. You know, for assuming these whales are ours to do with as we please, we'd be guilty as those who caused their extinction. Um, which I think would be a great moment. He drops that line to, for Jillian to react to that, and she doesn't really right. You think she would have been like, "What? What? What did you right. just say?" Right. I also love the fact that she comes up shouting at him. And she's asking all the questions, yeah. and he's totally like talking to Kirk. Like <laughs> right. he's not even he's not even looking at her. He's looking at him. Interesting. So is he just he's uh maybe he's doing that on purpose because he doesn't want to influence anybody in the past. So he's mm-hmm. just trying to limit his maybe. contact with her. Maybe possibly. Yeah. That's but yeah, idea. she yeah. So she just is like, hey, I don't know what this is all about, but I want you guys out of here right now, or I'll call the cops. So she's just assuming that these are a couple of nutsos, and you know that this is some sort of stunt. Yeah. Which we were talking about the last minute. Yeah. <laughs> a prank, maybe. Yes, they're they're obviously college freshmen. <laughs> I wonder how often that does happen in aquariums. 
if that's a if that's a, a plague on aquariums across the country, across the world, mm-hmm. people jumping into the tanks. I don't know how many times do you have access to these type of outdoor things. I'm like thinking, like I've been to the New England Aquarium, been to the Georgia Aquarium, I was in the Toronto Aquarium. I'm like thinking, wow. Are there any spots where I could actually dive in? I in guess the, in the New England Aquarium you can because you can go all the way to the top to and the look top, down. Yep, yeah, yep, look down. So I guess you could. Yeah. Oh man, that'd be cold. Well, there's that electrified fence that's right <laughs> on the edge. So you would touch it and basically you would fry alive. Fish food, as it were. Nope, oh, there's another one. <laughs> Clean up aisle seven. Uh, all right. Um. So she threatens to call the cops, which is, yep. here we go, Jillian just, you know, boom, into action. She's not taking any guff from these guys. Um, she says, the hell you were, Buster. And so uh, I realized there's a lot of the hells in this minute. <laughs> and so I went I went and counted them. Um, right. And not in this minute. There's a, the vast majority, I think, are in this minute. But there yep. are there are a total of 14 of the hells in the film. Um, not all by Spock and Kirk. There's a couple of the, I think with the garbage men, uh, yep. say that, what the hell is that? Uh, something to that effect. Uh, yep. we could Julian drop one here, but there's 14 of them throughout the film. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah. So she's, she's all about like, I don't know what this is about. And Kirk's like, you know, that's, you don't have to call cops and, uh, you know, we're, we're just trying to help here. And yeah. Hell you were buster. Your friend was messing with my whales. <laughs> How is he messing up with the whales? What's yeah. he doing? He's in the he's, he's in the pool. Touch I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like he was like you know uh, spray painting them or tagging right. them or something, right? It was he wasn't stabbing them, cutting no, them open, yeah. right? Hey, you want to see what whale blubber looks like? I'll show you. Oh my god, that's disgusting. <laughs> um, but they are not the hell your whales. Classic line. It's one of my favorites from from this movie it's just uh I've, I've seen it elsewhere too i think that's it's been reused in yep. memes or something but uh i do like that line a lot also that so they like you very much so george and gracie are aware of jillian yes which is interesting um because it's a uh, actually i'm going to save that for the next minute because we there's a little little jillian and george and gracie you know, interaction in the next minute right um, I do uh, still like that our friends are still in the background. <laughs> um, the man and the woman. And the woman is trying to be very nonchalant, but the man is totally staring into the camera. Like, <laughs> At least I, he didn't wave or anything. Yeah, that would have been fantastic. But they go back to that view a couple times, and he's still there. Yeah. Um, which I just think is like, wouldn't someone have said... Get out of the shot, you idiot. Well, Nimoy is not, you know, he's in the shot, so it's not like he's behind the camera. And sure, but they anything. should have a director, you know, a secondary director who's there going, hey, Dummo, get off the stage, man. Yeah. Um, he does move along. You do see him move along at one point, but it'd be funny if he actually approached, like, is there any problem here? Can I help? There seems to be some, you know, interrupts the whole scene. Right. Uh, so let's see, what is Jillian? I suppose you, they told you that, huh? And yeah. Spock, the hell they did. The hell they did. All right, so here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask this question now. So, um, Too many of the hells. All the hells, but, you know, the, the, 
this is the swearing has been described as colorful metaphors. And yes. I've been thinking about it. I'm like, how is a swear word a colorful metaphor? Isn't it? Isn't a metaphor is supposed to be, you know, you know, uh, I'm thinking of similes now, but I, I don't know. Isn't a swear word more like an adjective than a metaphor? You know what I mean? Mm. I, I just feel like we're we've glossed over it, like, and it doesn't it doesn't work for me. Right. Have you ever so, thought, have you ever thought about it, or is it just am I totally off base? Nope. So a metaphor is a figure of speech in which a word or phrase is applied to an object or action to which it is not literally applicable. Yeah. So but but so if I call someone, you know, well, I keep saying the hell. I'm just inserting the hell into things. What the hell yeah. are you doing? Uh, which is, you know, mm. grammatically correct, right? What the hell are you doing? Spock yeah. keeps using it the wrong way. It's not even grammatically right, right which surprises me. Smartest man alive using bad grammar. Um, I just don't see how it's a metaphor. I think it's. I think the the joke is is that he's not using swear words correctly, so it's not a metaphor. I think that's kind of the the funny part. Is that what it's supposed to be? I think so. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah, because Spock who describes them as metaphors, right? Yes. It's not Kirk. He just says, yeah, because yeah, he says, you've been using, how, how shall I say, colorful metaphors, double dumbass on you. Right. I think the metal, metaphor is double dumbass, maybe. Right. Well, if I call someone a piece of crap, and it's a PG show, so I'm going to say crap instead of, you know, yeah. the, the S word. That's a metaphor. <laughs> That's a metaphor. Yeah, right. a metaphor states that one thing is another thing, so right. you're a piece of crap. So you're not literally. You are crap. Not so literally. Maybe that's, maybe that's maybe it's maybe so maybe in that sense, it's a it's a it's a metaphor. But in the sense in the context that Kirk has been using them, I'm not buying. It. But okay. I think this is helping. Thank you. This is I needed this. So sure, sure. Yeah, and we're gonna leave next it in the on, show. Next yeah. on Star Trek minute minute, what a preposition is. <laughs> uh, okay, <laughs> so uh, so we don't really see. So Jillian kicks him out, right? Or they just leave on their own own accord because next well, shot is now them just walking on her on the road she's looking she's looking all she's well because she's like she's like i suppose they told you that huh and he's like the hell they did and she's like right right and she's giving him the you know the crazy look you know you guys are nuts yeah and then the next thing we see is they're outside by the you know the the golden gate bridge yep which i'm assuming this is the golden gate bridge I am as well, and I'm also assuming we're on the right side of it, right? We know yes. they crossed the bridge to get to yes. the institute, so I'm assuming they're still on that side. Yes, yes. Uh, but I don't know my geography in San Francisco, so I, I can't uh, confirm or deny. I'm going to guess they're still on that side. Yeah. So this rest of the scene, you know, this is Kirk now, um, you know, just telling Spock to stop using the colorful metaphors. Yeah. Um, uh, it's, it's an okay scene, but... I find it, I don't know, not awkward, but, you know, Kirk's like, I don't think you should use them anymore. And Spock says, why not? <laughs> why not? <laughs> when has Spock ever said why not? Yeah. It seems very out of character to me. Yeah, this isn't even, like, you know, logical Spock, like, using the colorful metaphors and everything. Like, I get that he's trying to be, you know, why are you using the colorful metaphors? You know, they use them all the time, so I'm trying to fit in. And he's using them, and again, I think this is all part of the joke that Spock is using them wrong, so therefore it's totally out of character. 
But yeah, I agree with you. The why not is kind of like, mm. yeah, he should have a reply to that. Like, well, I'm doing it because, it, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, and Kirk's like, well, you haven't quite the, got the knack of it. And Spock says, I see. Yeah, it's just like, I think the writers, uh, they put scrambled to put the scene together or something. This is just like a filler. Yeah, it's a filler. it's a filler, right? Because it doesn't really, you know what it is? It's I'm gonna and I, this is the note I had for this, um, and I've talked about it already this season. Is is this whole you know Kirk trying to get Spock to remember who yeah. he was, right? And it and I think that's that's what this is thrown in here for, right? <laughs> um, oh, totally. I it, it's the it's the payoff. It's it's not even that because first Spock is you know Kirk's telling him don't use the metaphors. You don't have the knack for it. Then he switches gears into the whole, don't you remember? You used to exaggerate, you know. And then the payoff comes next minute for the joke. Okay. Which I think, again, ha, ha, ha. It's another the hell kind of, you know, the thing which we all laugh at. Right. Uh, I like the callback about exaggerate. You know, that's a callback yep. to Wrath of Khan. Right. Um so that's a, I, I dig it. I get a kick out of it. Um, but this, the minute just ends on a, uh, when he's like, you know, exaggerate, you've done it before. Can't you Can't remember? You, right. And I'm like, I feel like every time Shatner goes here in the movie, when he tries to, you know, this, don't you remember Spock? You know, Jim, you used to call me Jim. You know, all the, I don't, I don't buy it. It doesn't feel like Kirk to me. And I, I just wonder if like Shatner's heart wasn't into this part of the storyline or something. Mm. He's just not, he's not selling it for me. Like he's, like he really cares or he really just like, ah, I just got to say these words. I don't, I don't know if I buy that. I think it's probably hard for him in the sense that, you know, uh, it's his best friend that he's had, you know, by his side for 20 years. And, you know, now to have this different Spock. I'm sure it's, you know, it's tough. And I'm sure he's just, he wants old Spock back. You know? Sure. Well, I can't argue. I can't argue with that. I just, uh, I don't know. It doesn't feel as heartfelt as it should be. Just especially when you, based on what you just said. Yeah. I like well, I also, be... I also feel like they, they don't do touchy feely very well. Um, you know, the whole thing with David, you know, even when he's like hugging him, it's, it's very awkward. Um, they wrap his death up with, you know, with a tight bow, you know, David died and they never speak of it again kind of thing. Like, Mm -hmm. um, you know, so I, I feel like they don't do, it's all action, science, Star Trek. It's not feelings, touchy feely. And I feel like this is our first exploration into feelings, so to speak. Yeah. Um, uh, so I feel like this is uh, it's probably hard for them. And I think even in the next movie, I think they try a little bit of exploration with Cybok and feelings and, you know, let me feel your pain, you know, that sort of thing. And I feel like, yep. you know, I, it's it's probably hard for them to do that. And when you Something say that, think, you're talking about the cast. You're talking about like everybody just I think, involved. I, I think everyone involved writing yeah. it. I'm sure they never wrote these type of episodes before, you know. And I'm sure Shatner and you know Nimoy didn't have to do these type of scenes for Star Trek, you know, emotional, thought-provoking character delves kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
on this level of friendship. It's, you know, and so to speak, love and that sort of stuff. Right. It's more unspoken, I mean, right? In this, in the, in the, in here, it's more. Right. They've got to bring it out. Be right. Be yes. Explicit about it. Yeah. Make it more overt. Yeah. 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 Maybe. Okay. Well, I'll, you're helping. You're helping me. Well, that's what I. That's what I think. I, I just here. think. I just think that. Yeah. I think it's hard. You know, this isn't a romantic comedy, or this isn't a buddy buddy comedy movie where you know the writers. That's what their bread and butter is. Is writing these, you know, heartfelt feeling things. This is Star Trek. You know, this isn't what they do. Right. This is about time travel and phasers. <laughs> I was going to say exactly that. I'm like, there's no phasers yet. Um, and yeah, you're right. We're in the context of a time travel film, and um, yeah, trying to get this whole subplot or say to try to get Spock back to Spock number one, the right. one we know. Um, they're just yeah, they just have to keep dropping it in here, you know, throughout the film. And um, I just wish I don't know. I just wish they'd have done a better job with that mm. subplot. Yeah. I think they could have improved. Yeah. And I wish we saw that growth as well into the next movie. The next movie. Yep. 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 I'm excited about the next movie. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, I think that's all I had for the hell this minute. Me the hell too. All right. Uh, well, let's wrap it up then. Shall we? Sure. Cool to go uh start a barbecue or something um yeah. all right well folks we'll be back uh uh we're back in on wednesday in the meantime um you know we haven't done it in a while we haven't given a shout out to uh the movies by minute uh podcast genre i feel like we haven't talked about them in a while mm. thanks to uh this guy also got started with by the uh, star wars minute guys beat the retailer alex robinson um if you haven't checked that show out you should definitely yes. take a look they are the godfathers grandfathers whatever sure uh they started the whole thing um there's like a i don't know probably the time of this recording 120 different podcasts breaking down movies <laughs> by minutes uh, pretty amazing um so thanks to those guys for for sharing it and uh yep. yeah um we'll be back again on wednesday talking about minute 53 of the voyage home here at the star trek minute bye now bye <laughs>